Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Claire Venice. And I'm Geoff Lacey. We're dressed in our best. And celebrating the Platinum Jubilee in this week's Peapod. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Geoff Lacey. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. We've gone back in time at the Avenue Pavilion Fate to celebrate the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. We'll speak to Catherine Ellis-Blanford from the Petersfield Town Council, who helped to organise the fate, Doug Newbigan, who has an amazing collection of 1950s memorabilia, and to the one and only Mr Petersfield, David Weeks. And we'll also bring you some Petersfield memories as we take a trip down memory lane, or should that be Dragon Street? The latest Petersfield news from John Walker and a Jubilee-themed wild walk from Susie. We end the Peapod with a song called Thank You, written by Petersfield-based Wendy Cross, with music and lyrics by Stuart Jebbit and Keith Dunstan. The P stands for Petersfield. Petersfield is special to me. The Peapod. Well, Claire, hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, job. how are you? <laughs> yes, it's, what a lovely morning. We're out and about, we're at the avenue, um, a bit cloudy, we've had a bit of rain putting up the gazebo, but it's, it's lovely. There's some music right next to us. Yes. Booging away, boog- keeping You're warm. You're to keep warm. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've... Um... Don't need to because you're wearing a really <laughs> yeah. fetching suit. Yes. <laughs> describe your suit, Joff, that you're well, wearing this morning. Describe this suit. Um, patriotic. <laughs> yes. I think is all you have to say to describe this suit. <laughs> there will be pictures on social media. <laughs> You look cold, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still dancing. Don't (laughs) worry. I'll be fine. (laughs) So, how's the Jubilee celebrations gone for you? Yeah, we went to the square on Wednesday evening to watch Rehab play. Yes, so we were there. Yeah, it was a good evening. Did you have a dance? I did. I didn't. I was trying to catch your eye. I was trying to get you, but I couldn't see you by the end of it. There was a lot of chair dancing initially. Right, yes. Kind of itching to get up there on the dance floor before anybody else did. There were lots of little kids, weren't there, initially? Yeah, there were some from my table who did get up and dance. Good. And then we they moved across to the square brewery to do more dancing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you didn't you didn't partake in any no, of the dancing? No, I didn't. Oh, are you not a dancer then, Jeff? I, I can be, <laughs> if the if the music's right. But uh, actually, I may have danced. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good I night, can't, then. I can't <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been doing, other well, than possibly dancing to Possibly celebrate? dancing. Where, so where are we? thing is, it's Saturday today, isn't it? And I'm all over the shop yeah, in the day. I, I, thought, yeah. I thought Thursday was Saturday, yesterday was Sunday. Can't actually remember what I did Thursday, but I don't think it was a great deal. Oh, I do know. Yes. Uh, spent the afternoon at A. Jones, which was nice, oh. catching the rays. And then yesterday, Friday, we had the gazebo, the Shine Radio gazebo, down at the square getting um, donations for uh, people could come along and read the news. And we would record that, and then we'd send them a copy of that, which was great fun. And did people do it? Didn't we had a few, yes. That was a lovely, lovely children did it. A, guy, a little boy called Logan, he did a fantastic job. So, uh, and he actually went out, we actually uh, did some links, and we actually put it out live on the radio later on in the, later on in the day. Oh, brilliant. So, um, yes, yeah, so by end of play yesterday, I was a bit worn out. So, but um, yes, we're here again, out and about. 
going to be good. It's going to be good. So, Claire, describe what we can see at the moment. We have a lot of gazebos here, and we're here quite early, the beginning of the fete. So I imagine as it goes on, it's going to get busier and busier. Yes. Um, there looks like there's a lot, there are a lot of dogs here, actually. So it looks I like think there's going to there be a dog show. A, I think there is a dog show. OK. Uh, we can see the Winton Players uh, gazebo, which is celebrating 75 years. There's some lovely photos there, oh. including one of me as an ugly sister. 75 years this year, is it? This year, yes. Oh, we, congratulations. So we're celebrating that. We can see the museum. Homestart But, sir, there's a lot of charities here, actually, lots, aren't there? So we'll, we'll speak charities. to um, ATC. about that as well. But yes. Well, I haven't been down to the uh, avenue for a while. I say, I actually played cub football here in, in the late 70s. So it's taken me, taken me right back. Um, sad to say that the, uh, a couple of the old conquer trees have gone. Uh, we used to come down here, throw the sticks up at the conkers and then play conkers. Oh. It was lovely. I'm not sure you can do that now. I don't think you're allowed. You've no. I think you've got to do a um, health and safety risk yeah. assessment before you can uh, <laughs> do things like that. So, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to meeting up with our guests, David and Catherine. Yeah, and, and Doug's Doug. put a huge Doug's amount got a great, of memorabilia um, together. Yes, he's got a table full of memorabilia from the 50s. <laughs> and so it's going to be really interesting to, to talk to him as well. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. Well, we'd love to hear from you, so if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, please contact us. We're on 01730 555 500 for a call or a WhatsApp, or you can email team at shineradio.uk. Coming up, Catherine Ellis Blanford brings all the fun of the fate. But first, here's Joff and John Walker with a roundup of the latest news in the Petersphere. Hello, John, and a happy Platinum Jubilee fate to you. Like the old Platts tubes. <laughs> yes, and how are you on this long bank holiday weekend? Shattered, sobering up slowly, to be fair. It's been a long, long three days so far and I've still got another day to go. Excellent, excellent. And what's been your highlight over the last few days? Your suit. Thank you very much. Glorious Union Jack-covered suit. <laughs> People would pay good money to see me in this. Preferably if you were behind bars. <laughs> but no... Oh, I think it's just been brilliant. I really do. It's been a, probably the best festival they've ever put on. It was uh, all the bands were very between good and very good. And what else has gone on in the Petersphere over the last seven days or so? Well, it has been mainly about uh, the Jubilee, to be fair. A few things came out of it. On the first night, there was uh, kids on top of the Ramswalk roofs overlooking the square. I saw that and... Um... We, we wanted to shout out to them, it's free to get in anyway. Yeah, that's all very well, Joff, but would they have heard you as they were falling to a <laughs> splattery death in the square below? I don't know, but I spoke to one of the um, security guards and there seems to be nothing, it seems to be a regular occurrence and there's nothing anybody can do about it. It was nice to see some uh, police in town, although they did come from Orton. And the word on the street, exclusive, you're hearing it here, Joff, is... Uh, the police station at Penn's Place is closing, as well, police office. And there is talk, and it's reached the officers on the beat, that they might be moving, or they're looking at moving into the old Barclays Bank building in the square. Uh, there's no deal being done yet, but certainly when I spoke to the officers last night, one of them said, yeah, the Barclays Bank uh, building is one that we're looking at because we want to be back in the centre of town. So whether it's Barclays Bank or not, I just think it'd be great that they've got this attitude that they want to be back in the centre of town. 
Although being curmudgeonly, one has to ask why they sold their police station in the centre of town in the first place. <laughs> yes, but I think, I think, I don't know, I think it's just a, a nice feeling that, yes, we are going to potentially have police back in, in the town centre. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's the third biggest town in East Hampshire, and we're not that much smaller than Alton, to be honest. So, you know, Alton, Borden and uh, Petersfield, we're probably all on a level, Horndean, those four towns. You know, all of these towns should have police in the middle of the town, in an office that people can go into. I'd thought it was a, a basic requirement of policing, to be fair, that you could actually run in there and go, help, help, you know, and they were there. Yeah, and I see, when you see all, when you see on Facebook all the local groups about lost property, and I know that might seem a small thing, but being able to drop something off for lost property, find something in the town, you used to take it to the police station, could be collected a month to, to collect it, but you can't do that anymore. No, and I think if you've lost something, that's a real shame, because uh, now, today, if you find something, whatever it is from somebody's gold bracelet to a mobile phone to 30 grand in a suitcase. It's yours, pretty much, mm. unless you want to make an effort to try and find out whose it is. Um, and I think that's a real shame that there isn't a, a place, whether it's a police station or not, but somewhere that all this lost property can be taken to. There's going to be a lot of benefits if they move back, especially, I think, if they moved into Barclays Bank in the square, it would be fantastic. That's the whole antisocial problem if there is one, in the town, cured in one foul swoop. They don't even have to come out of the place. You know what I mean? Just the fact that they're there is going to be enough to put people off misbehaving. Cool. And what else has caught your eye recently? Um, yeah, there was a nice um, nice uh, display at uh, Rogate, which is in the church there, if anybody wants to get out there. It's Rogate of the last 70 years, and it's fantastic. One of the interesting things about that is... Um, a family from Petersfield called the Broadways, uh, loosely connected to, yeah, loosely connected to it. And I had the good fortune to speak to one of the Broadway descendants. Uh, she's an 81 year old woman and uh, found out how Broadway Caravan Park was started. So that was, uh, yeah, it's a very, very good display. It's got a whole load of things in there that you wouldn't necessarily associate with the last 70 years. And I would recommend that uh, you go and have a look. Brilliant, John. Thank you very much for joining me. You enjoy the rest of your bank holiday weekend. Have a nice glass of Pims, and I'll see you very soon. Look forward to it, mate. See you next week or whenever. The pizza post is out every Wednesday and now costs around pound, worth every penny. So do pick one up with your weekly shot or subscribe to the digital version. The P stands for Petersfield. It's a lovely area, lovely people, lovely atmosphere. The Peapod. Queen Elizabeth visited Petersfield twice during her reign. The first was in 1953 when the Queen and Prince Philip drove along Ramshill, College Street and Dragon Street on their way to the Coronation Naval Review at Portsmouth and then in 1976 to open the Queen Elizabeth Country Park. And today we're celebrating Petersfield's Platinum Jubilee Fete by transporting ourselves back to the 50s. Catherine Ellis-Blanford joins us now to tell us more about today's fate and where you can get a commemorative Jubilee booklet. Catherine, hello, how are you? Nice to be here. Um, I've uh, been here rather a long time now, <laughs> setting up, but it's been fab. We're here, there's people here, the music's going, uh, and there's uh, stalls here, and it's uh, 
seems to be in full flow. And how long did it put, take you to put all this together? Well, we were here all day yesterday. Um, lovely big marquee. Uh, we put the stage together, two of us. <laughs> so that was quite a quite a hard job, um, and then we went into the square to see the uh, the last acts of the hometown festivals, uh, and uh, the guys, the hometown guys, have been have been great. Uh, and when did you start thinking about what you were going to bring to the flight today? Well, in actual fact, it's all it's all down to Vaughan Clark, really, ex mayor Vaughan Clark, who who now is one of the trustees of the Petersfield Museum. He organised the Diamond Jubilee back in 2012. Um, and he was just he's just been an amazing support uh, he he had a sort of a 1950s vintage theme uh, down on the heath in uh, for the diamond jubilee and i tried to replicate some sort of thing uh, for it at the avenue pavilion this year so who is here today Catherine? who's who have you got here wow okay so we've got our very own Peterfield town council store and uh, our councillors where you can uh, pick up a, a copy of the commemorative jubilee brochure for just one pound which is an absolute bargain uh, packed with content uh, helped by uh, dougie your good dougie newbegin from shine radio he gets a mention in the back there we've got uh, petersfield atc squadron uh, we have Peaceful and Lifts uh, Church is that I think oh it's, that's you that's Josh Thomas from the United Reform Church. We've got Homestart Butzer supporting local families. Uh, we've got Petersfield Museum where you can see Vaughan Clark himself. Uh, we have hopefully the ice cream gelato van will be opening up in a minute, even if the uh, sun, sun is doesn't out. shine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, Salvation up in the corner there. They're rather shy. Uh, we have the Winton Players advertising their Robin Hood. They've just won a, an award, a Noda Award. Uh, we have at the b- back there, oh, that's the Twinning Association. They're doing um, a choc bowler. Oh. A tombola with chocolate. Nice. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> we've got PVCG, which stands for Peaceful Voluntary Care Group. Uh, they're always looking for voluntary drivers if anyone wants to help them a volunteer. We have Simply Scrumptious, which is the cupcake shop on Chapel Street. Uh, they've not long been there, and apparently they, they're doing amazingly. We've got Girl Guiding. You can find out all about Girl Guiding on their stall. Uh, we have our, the RSPB, uh, St Peter's Church, and we have some stationary engines around the back there. So did you approach them, or did you... Th- Invite. I did. I actually I sent a uh, memo out to all the local uh, groups, clubs, and societies. Uh, one thing I did find is, as we've sort of emerged from COVID, um, not a lot of them can get enough people to, to man the stalls. Um, so we had fewer than we wanted, uh, but yeah, they're all invited, uh, and we hope to have many, many more. Even though there'll be other occasions, obviously not the jubilee. Um, and people will come and join us. Yeah, this, now, this reminds me of Fates of the Past. It has got that vibe to it. it has, uh, it's the music as well. That's really yes. helping the atmosphere, isn't it? It's great to have that music here. Yeah, so now, we've got the vintage trio in the tent, and they're amazing, and they look amazing. Spot on 50s. Good for them. Now, you mentioned the commemorative booklet that you put together. How long did that take, and, and what, what's in there? Okay, so the commemorative booklet, the Diamond Jubilee one, uh, there was a commemorative booklet for that as well, concentrated more on vintage cars and things. Um, so I went more in the direction of music uh, and film and theatre. Um, so there are number one hits of the 1950s. Uh, there is 
lots of key dates in the 1950s, both nationwide and locally, so you can kind of compare the two. Um, and just lots of information about that era in time, really. We've got a mention of uh, Delvis, who is one of our singers today. Wow, you can imagine what he does. <laughs> His name's Dale, and he's an Elvis impersonator, or tribute, should I say. Joff, you're looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> See you on your face. <laughs> Where can people purchase the booklet outside of the fate today? So some of the independent shops around town have agreed to sell them on our behalf, um, and you can also obviously come to the town hall, town hall chambers on Heath Road. Brilliant. Well, Catherine... Hope you have a brilliant day today. And you guys too. Well done. It's great. Thank fun. you for joining us, Catherine. <laughs> okay, thank Thanks you. Thanks very much. The P stands for Petersfield. I like going to the open air swimming pool and shopping. <laughs> the P Pod. It's time to take a trip down memory lane with the first of three excerpts we'll bring you from Peaceful People. Here's Sylvia Hawkes reminiscing about her first job in 1950s Petersfield. I got the job. Really through to fourth, I didn't want to be a shop assistant. Started at the age of 15, but I understood that Norma Burton's had a lady that did alterations and sewing jobs for customers and things. And because I was into that sort of thing, I thought, well, that's something I could learn more of and do. I got there in the April of 51, at being 15 and a month, I had an interview with Mr Norman Burton, the owner, although he rented it, the property, but the shop was his. So I made an appointment to see him, trembling, you know, like a schoolgirl would. And he was a little man, but he was very upright. He wore pinstripe trousers, morning tailcoat, always every day a fresh rose in his buttonhole. It was absolutely immaculate. And, of course, his staff was expected to be the same. So I went in and said what I'd come for. He said, well, we don't do sewing anymore. All we have is a lady that does alterations. And there's plenty of her to do one-handed. She doesn't want an assistant. So I said, oh. So he said, but we do need a shopping assistant. So very tentatively I said, yes. Ladies' lingerie and corsetry department. I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> fierce that in. Any rate, he said, go home and think about it. And he said, let me know within a week what you decide. So my mother looked at me when I got home and she said, well, Norman Burton's best shopping town. You get there, it's a good job. So I attentively went in to see him and said, yes, son considering joining your staff, I'd like the job. So he then set me down, wrote out a load of figures and gave me a maths test. Fright number two. I obviously passed. He left me to it in his office and went out for about ten minutes, came back. And he said, right. He said, I'd better see you with your mother for uniform. Scare number three. So my mother said yeah, she was willing to make what we had, a long-sleeved grey dress, white collar. So he walked us around the fabric department, chose the material he wanted for me to have, and the white fancy embroidery on type collar to go on the dress, which my mother, of course, had to pay for. And then he said, right, 
he said, you take all the time. And he looked at my feet and he said, and I want a pair of matching court shoes to go with them. We picked up our shopping and went over the road to, just on the corner, shop called Jenner and Hughes, quite a posh shoe shop. And I managed to fit into a little pair of grey suede court shoes, which cost my mother three guineas, three pounds, three shillings, which was a hell of a lot in those days. I went back and about a week later and went up to the floor above to meet the manageress, a Miss Pender, a large lady. She wasn't very tall, but she was, you know, plenty of her. And she, you know, took me round the department, introduced me to the other two girls in the department and sort of gave me a pep talk of what I could do, what I couldn't do. She took out the laces from a pile of corsets and said, now see if you can lace these back So there were back lacing, side lacing, front lacing. I've never seen a pair of laced-up corsets in the flesh. I'd seen pictures of them, I'd seen them in shop windows. And they were that sort of heavy pink brocade sort of fabric. So it took me a couple of days to learn how to do it. And then gradually, as I got a bit confident, um, I was allowed to go in a fitting room with one of the assistants above me, either the top girl in the department or the next one up, up from me that was, of course, and showed how to fit corsets and bras and how to measure people properly. So sort of over the months got into that and really thoroughly enjoyed it in the end. Susie remembers the 50s while lying back looking at the clouds at Langley and considers the Platinum Jubilee. I'm doing something I haven't done for the longest time and I don't know why. I haven't given myself permission. I'm at Langley, amongst the gorse. Um, Don't go far. Rain's sort of guarding me. And I'm just lying back amongst the clover and it has to be said the rabbit pellets but I'm gazing up into the sky where there's a whole series of really interesting little puffy clouds and making shapes out of them. I mean, well, they're in shapes, obviously, but I'm inventing shapes. So this is reminiscence about the 50s. I've only just thought of that. So in a way, it's completely appropriate that I'm doing something I haven't really done very much of since childhood, which is just lazing. Um, in the middle of a walk we would come out in the Morris Oxford to usually Kingly Vale or somewhere and give ourselves time we would all do it adults as well not just me we'd take a picnic or something maybe it was because it was such a trek from Portsmouth anyway and you wouldn't you know we'd dash everywhere in our cars and if I think about it the Morris Oxford I suppose it felt a bit racy. It probably didn't go above 50 miles an hour. But anyway, it was an event. And the whole family would go. So that included my aunt and cousins and great uncle Tom, who I absolutely adored. And there was this kind of family... I don't know if it was a family myth, but certainly the story was uncle Tom always had to have a cooked Sunday lunch. So Patty, my aunt, would... The rest of us would be having a sort of regular 
picnic, cold stuff. But she would get this primer stove up and heat up some stuff and cook the potatoes. And I mean, it was just a nightmare. But anyway, that's that's one. And I seem to sort of recall that with Telstar playing in the in the background, but that was probably the early 60s because the year I was born, 1954, was the end of all rationing. Um, it's when sweets were the last thing to come off rationing and look what happened thereafter. Um, but I've never liked sweets, so it didn't make much difference to me. It would be butter that I would have missed. But anyway, so thinking about the 50s, Andy Pandy, the wooden tops, all these things that everybody remembers from the 50s. But I remember my mum working in McCallum's woodshop in Portsmouth. And I would climb up to the top of ladders in this immense, it was probably an old Methodist chapel was the actual shop. And I would climb to the top of the ladders and then throw myself off and always expected to be caught. And... um, and I think I was caught. And I certainly don't remember crumping into a heap. So maybe that's a kind of metaphor right there for everything I do. Not least, I know you're thinking, these slightly rambling wild walks. Just chuck myself off on a certain subject and hope I'll not crump too hard when I finally land. So I hope you have a wonderful jubilee. Um, Well done, Queen, for um, stalwart service, I have to say. And, um, And, you know, remembering the 50s. Was it all good? I think it was. I certainly think the 60s were. So, you know, maybe it all began there. I wish I remembered well enough. Good girl. It's so funny to just mark all that length of time ago from the coronation right through to a dog's life which is sadly short but well lived Rain, well lived good girl (laughs) Coming up, Doug Newbigging shares some 1950s memorabilia and we bring you our latest What's On Guide Before that, let's meet a much-loved man about town. Known for his sparkling suits and support of all things Petersfield, it's Mr Petersfield himself, David Weeks. Hello, David, how are you? Very well, thank you. Nice to be here. Yes, you're looking very smart as per normal. Yeah, we tried to put a bit of red, white and blue into it today, especially for the Queen. She's so special. Just fantastic. And what does an event like this mean to you? I mean, I think it's good for the town and, and more so royalty. I'm a true royalist. I spent ma- many times, many places. I- I've met most of the royalty over the years. I was at the Queen's Silver uh, anniversary at Windsor. I was at um, the Queen's Do- uh, Golden at um, Port- in London. And also I was at the Diamond in London and Portsmouth and Petersfield um, I, and I met the Queen on her 90th birthday she came and spoke to me um, said it's a lovely costume I had this costume on with different badges naturally but um, she, she was just marvellous the royalty to me is just great and how long have you lived in Petersfield? 81 years uh, one week and five days in the same house 
Wow. Have you just had a birthday? I have, yes. Oh, two two weeks ago today was my birthday when I collapsed. Oh dear, oh, sorry. Course, How are you yes. feeling now? Yes, we're getting there. Oh good, good to hear it, David. You yeah. do look amazing today. How long did it take to put your outfit together? I mean, the, I mean the costumes, I've got seven costumes. Um, a trapeze artist, circus artist makes all my costumes. Really? Uh, uh, why I walk with a trapeze artist. We've been friends for 60 years. Um, I've been associated with circus my practically since I was a little boy. Um, it all stemmed from a man called Kimber at Petersfield. Um, Mr. Kimber was the only man who had an import license for lions and at bears, you, you name it. We had them in the yard at the top of our garden. And I used to play in the yard as a boy. And did you actually perform with the circus at all? I that, have, yes, have many times. What did you do? I mean, I've done ringmaster and combat, clowning. Do you miss it? Yeah, I mean, I, I spend a lot of free time uh, in the summer uh, on holiday on the shows. It's just great, yeah. you know. So what have you been doing this weekend to celebrate the I've Black and Jubilee? I've been in Petersfield for the celebrations all the weekend. Um, I, I was in town yesterday. I led the car parade uh, down through the town both days, Thursday and the Friday. And also, I judged the um, judged the children's fancy dress yesterday. So, what does Petersfield mean to you? First class. I, I'm a true Petersfield man from the heart. I think it's a fantastic town. And what do you love about it the most? I think it, I think mostly I think it's a friendliness. I think it's nice to support our own town. It's, it's like having a, a Petersfield Shine Radio, if you like to say. It's nice to put it over that we're supporting our own town. And you're, you're so well known around town, David. How would you like to be remembered? People take me as they are. <laughs> um, that's the way I am. People just take me as I am. Uh, I've had some enjoyment. Always have a laugh with people. We've got, there's two sides to everybody. Um, everybody's their own taste, I always say. Live and let live. Well, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit dressed down today. <laughs> Stood next to both of you in your wonderful Jubilee suits. You both look amazing. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank nice you, David. Talk to you, David. Thank you. Thank you. Vinyl Matters is located on Bakery Lane. Owner Steve McGuinness reminisces about vinyl through the ages. My name's Steve McGuinness. Been here six years. Petersfield's a great place. Been very lucky with people bringing their records in. It's a Sam Cooke record, so uh, sort of 50s, early 60s. I turned my passion into a business and uh, I was wondering what I would be doing with myself. And we walked up Bakery Lane and this shop was empty. And my wife suggested that I uh, sell my records. So I had a huge collection at home. And that was it really, within five or six weeks, I was in. Apart from the warmer, deeper sound, there's a bit of nostalgia. I think nostalgia is a big thing. There's the tactile experience of actually holding the record, reading it. It's the ritual of taking it out, putting it on your record player and playing the whole record through. Some records, you need to listen to the whole record, both sides, to get the best out of it. And those songs generally that you didn't like initially, you tend being your favourite song in time. You can have four or six sides. A lot of records now, you can play 45 RPM rather than 33. So it means instead of five or six tracks on one side, there are only three. So the problem with that, of course, is you have to get up every 10 minutes to change the record over. It is a better sound quality, the way they do it that way. All ages come to the shop, whether it's buying a 50p single from outside or buying records in the shop. 
I would say that they are releasing more albums on vinyl than they are on CDs now. But there is a problem with the uh, pressing. Uh, there's a shortage of pressing plants. So a lot of bands have had their reissue program put back. Uh, we don't have any pressing plants, as far as I know, in the UK. So a lot of it's coming from Canada, Poland, Czech Republic, which is a bit of a bit of a shame, but there you are. Well, other than the early blues, sort of 20s and 30s, 50s was the probably the start of rock and roll. So without Buddy Holly... I mean, the Beatles were very influenced by Buddy Holly, um, other bands by, by Elvis. And then you had the Beatles, then you had the other 60s bands, and then you had generally accepted that without the Beatles, you might not have had The Jam, Paul Weller, might not have had Oasis. Without The Smiths, you might not have had Oasis. So it all goes back to the 50s um, and to a lesser extent, the early blues period. Kids, I think they're buying records that they've, listen from their parents but there's not one era that is particularly um, prominent although I do sell quite a lot of Beatles records but there's blues and jazz here 60 psychedelia uh, and brand new releases as well so um, time flies the Peapod events guide what's on in the Petersphere it's the Dunhurst Rock Show at the Beedells Theatre this coming Thursday the 9th and Friday the 10th of June. It promises to be another extraordinary showcase of the finest young rock musicians in a celebratory gig. The event starts at 7pm and is free. More details can be found at the Beedells website. Lifestyle curators Lamb and Newt will be holding their summer symphony pop-up shop and cafe on Friday the 10th of June until Monday the 13th from 10 until 4. From their barn at Marden Farm East Harting and hot on the heels of their showcase at the Chelsea Flower Show, immerse yourself in a carefully conducted mix of colour, texture and design for your home and garden, as well as some incredible food. A production of Ode to Joyce will be at the Phoenix Theatre and Arts Centre in Borden on Friday the 10th of June. From 7.30 until 9.30pm, more information and how to book tickets can be found at the theatre's website. And also at the Phoenix Theatre and Arts Centre is LDN Wrestling on Saturday the 11th of June. Expect to see edge-of-your-seat death-defying moves as the stars of wrestling take part in action-packed matches for the whole family to enjoy. Go to the Phoenix Theatre and Arts Centre website for further details. And if you'd rather stay in, there's always your local radio station, Shine Radio, to listen to. Available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's a new episode of Dogs With Jobs now available to listen to. Meet the talented Labrador retriever, E.T., who has big paws to fill as he's the third in a line of exceptional assistant dogs to an ex-Royal Navy Chief Petty Officer. You can listen to Dogs With Jobs and other programmes at shineradio.uk, bringing you also a brighter mix of great music, local news and information. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. It wouldn't be a celebration of the 1950s without an opportunity to revisit some of the era's memorabilia. And who better to curate than Shine Radio's very own Doug Newbigin, who is here at the fete with a table brimming with vintage finds. Hello, Doug. Hello. Nice there. to see you again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell us about this table. It's, it's in front of us. It's at the Shine Gazebo, where we are now. It's, it's lovely to see you put so much together. Can you describe what you've got on the table, please? Uh, well, um, it, it was one of the things that uh, 
uh, I, I put, uh, helped to put together, along with Catherine Elwes Bramford in the um, Town Council, the Petersfield Queen's Platinum Jubilee souvenir. Every, every um, Jubilee, the Town Council have issued um, a Jubilee souvenir. I've got the, the one from 10 years ago, and it was a privilege to be asked to help to compile this. Now, why they think I'm old enough to remember the, the 50s, it's the 50s that I thought I would remember well, but um, people have been so helpful, friends, colleagues, people in the town, family, and they've all rallied around me and given me bits and pieces, and it's pushed my mind back to the 50s. That was my sort of growing up years when I was a child. And I've suddenly realised how interesting the 50s were and helping to put this booklet together. Um, I've actually brought some of the things that are, are published in the booklet, which are on for sale for a pound, um, and, and I've got them on the table here. And uh, if you want, I can just uh, point out some of the very interesting things I've come yeah, across. Which, which ones interest you? I'm just holding this book, A Celebration of Petersfield, A Town and Its People. Now this is full chock full of the shops, what was going on in the town when this was published in in 2015. So yes, talk to me about this. Were you involved with this book at all? I wasn't involved in that Petersfield book, uh, A Town and Its People, but I have um, promoted it and um, it was the Petersfield Society and um, it's proved to be very popular um, because it's got so many things of local um, companies and, and events and everything in there really about what makes Petersfield Petersfield and um, we've got it on a special offer at the moment for a fiver <laughs> instead of 20 quid but anyway uh, it's available with, in most good bookshops. There you go. <laughs> the one that interests me actually that I, I can see is the BBC Comedy 50s uh, set of tapes there. That looks fascinating. Well, it, I mean, when I was growing up, there wasn't really television until the actual coronation when people went out to radio rentals or whatever, or if they could afford it, they were bought a telly. And um, when I found this 50s best of BBC comedy, uh, it all came back to my memory again. The programmes like Take It From Here, Razor Raft, Educating Archie, Life with the Lions, Al Reed Show, Hancock's Half Hour and The Clitheroe Kid. And now these were the things that we listened to and instead of playing on a computer or watching television. Um, and they were great shows and I still enjoy listening to them today. Um, yeah, Hancock's Half Hour, it's classic. Oh Absolute yes, classic. yes. <laughs> so Doug, what do you love so much about Petersfield? Well, I've been here for 40 years. I, I think... Um, it's a, it's really is um, a market town, and it, you feel at home here. And um, obviously, if you want to volunteer, there's endless opportunities to volunteer. I, I'm a volunteer not only with Shine Radio, but with the museum, and also I used to help put on the cinema when it was at the Savoy, and I'm uh, in the marketing department of the Midhance Railway, and we do lots of events up there as well. and. Um, I keep myself, because I've been retired, would you believe, for about 15 years now. And uh, I think it's sort of, ho hopefully, it keeps my mind active. And uh, it's a great time to get to know people. 
And I bet Thank you've you. had a lot of fun putting this together. What, just to end with, what, what's been your favourite piece of memorabilia that you've managed to put together? Well, knowing that I was going to do something and do a stand on the Shine Radio, the, um, I, I got in t- uh, Steve Martin got in touch with me and myself and Joe Gray uh, have been going around visiting some of the shopkeepers in Petersfield and getting interviews from them. And of course, one of the things that I particularly was interested in was obviously the beginning of rock and roll in the mid 50s. And that was about the time when I was buying or, or went and got some records. And there is a shop in Petersfield called Vinyl Matters. And they've kindly um, gave me some old 45s. And in my hand at the moment, I've got the original Jailhouse Rock by Elvis Presley. And I've got Cut Across Shorty by Eddie Cochran. And Living Doll by Cliff Richard. And uh, Old Carol by Neil Sedaka. Now these are all 45 records that I used to have in a record collection. That when I got too old for it, I just threw them out. But now, to actually have these in my hand and to be able to play them as I did before is, is just a treat because it's so personal to my past history. That sounds brilliant. I'm really pleased you've rediscovered those, Doug. Doug, thank you very much for joining us today and enjoy the rest of the fate. Thank you very much. The P stands for Petersfield. I can't believe that we live in such an idyllic place. The Peapod. Brian Kimber is our last voice down memory lane with tales of Mr Kimber's circus animals. My grandfather used to have a period on paint and pier with his own private zoo. 1931, he bought the whole complete mobile zoo off of Nanders. He used to leave my father there at 14 years old for a month on his own to look after it all. Lions, tigers, llamas, bears, foxes, anything in very ramshackle looking cages. Although despite the appearance of his equipment, his animals were the best. He had the first lion cubs born in England in private in his own back garden. Imagine where Tilmore Railway Bridge is. On the left hand side there's a row of cottages which he owned, which we still own, the family own parts of it. And there's a disused sandpit and he had like 30 wagons all turned into there. And you look at the bedroom window in the morning, all you see was lions waiting for their food and the monkeys jabbering. Some monkeys escaped one day and they got into the Catholic Church dome. And they took weeks to get them down. And halfway up till the road, before the road bridge on the right, there's a, an old Mrs. McBurney used to live in a, a house there. And he said to her, keep your doors and windows shut, Mrs. Me monkeys have got out. So she went indoors, and a great big scream came out, and there was a monkey sat on the table eating a fruit bowl. And my other granddad was Fred Hartley, who was a guard on the railways. That's how the families got together. And my granddad's stuff was always late going to the to the station. So they always held the train up for Kimber's Petersford. That was amazing. The lion had escaped at Clapham Junction. They were shunting with the steam engine, shunting all the wagons, and porter bloke heard a noise so he opened the door and the lion jumped out of his exit his crate had fell apart they switched all the uh, power off at Clapham Junction if you can get hold of any old parfait pictorial films at that time there's all the women in their headscarves leaning out of the carriages with their cigarettes in their mouth watching what's going on there's the police the home guard they cornered this lion in a builder's yard built a crate and some bloke from London Zoo come and just 
literally said, come on, pat it on the back, and he just walked straight in the cage because it had been well fed before it went. It just wanted to lay down and go to sleep. <laughs> he used to go to Nottingham mm-hmm. Goose for a year and do a lot of animal deals. Uh, he supplied most of the major zoos and animals to Chipperfield Circuses years ago. We used to always pop in and see them when they were at Staines. And I've got pictures of my two eldest daughters cuddling lion cubs and that on their knees. He used to supply proctors in Nottingham with a load of animals. Harrods in London, he sold animals there. But the only thing he never had was a, a giraffe, a rhino or an elephant. He sold llamas to Rico Brothers Circus when they stayed months in Petersfield. And we used to have regular circuses come. He let them stay on his ground free of charge all the time because he, he just knew everybody. And he was very, very well respected in the animal world. And he used to, quite a few fun fairs used to come and stay there as well. Along Chapel Street where the, the cobbler's shop is, that used to be Landers Butchers. And head butcher's name was Bob Basham. And it was my job at eight years old, nine years old, to go downtown in the evening to see Bob with a sack on a sack truck and get half a dead cow in it or two dozen dead chickens that and go and feed the animals with my granddad and my father. When he died, the few remaining animals, they lived a happy, contented life and they used to go, when they passed away, they were buried somewhere and this was all demolished. So it's the end of an era. And that's it for this week's Platinum Jubilee Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to Catherine Ellis-Blandford, David Weeks, Doug Newbigan, Sylvia Hawkes, Steve McGuinness, Brian Kimber, John Walker and Susie Wilde, as well as to the vintage Shine Radio team who support the show and help to put it together. We end this week's Peapod with a song called Thank You, written by peaceful-based Wendy Cross, with music and lyrics by Stuart Jebbit and Keith Dunstan. So from Joff and I this week, bye! bye. Thank you for being there Thank you for being you Thank you, love's everywhere Thank you, I love you too When things are bad and the sky is grey Think of all the words I say When I'm sad, I'm feeling down I know you'll always be around When things are good and the sky is blue
Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, I hope you're well. Do you know what day it is, guys? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We're back in the groove, aren't we, with Rise and Shine this we week? We are. Uh, yeah, Hit we're the ground running. Rise and Shine. We are doing Petersfield Parenting, about life as a family in Petersfield. JC Creasy. Yes, good morning, Alan, to you and to all your listeners. Rise and Shine, my friends. Rise and Shine. Petersfield people will know this story. You can catch Rise and Shine every weekday morning. Rise and shine. Every day has something happening. Petersfield Shine Radio.